From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisberg, your host for this next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. And this week's very important puzzler is the director of Swingers, The Born Identity, and the summer blockbuster starring Tom Cruise, Edge of Tomorrow. Our VIP is Doug Lyman. And now to kick things off, please say hello to our one-man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello, everybody. Our first game is called He's Buck. So please welcome our contestants, Jason Marin and Caitlin Mitchell. Caitlin, do you have a favorite action hero, one that you always wanted to be, perhaps? You know, I've thought a lot about this, actually. Yeah. And um, I think teleportation is a really important quality of a superhero. Yeah. Uh, and I think the only teleporting superhero is Nightcrawler from X-Men. Oh. So that's what I'm going to go with. So you think the number one thing is just being able to get places fast? Absolutely. I'm a New Yorker, so 100%. <laughs> yeah, right. So you, you want what you can have, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Jason, how about you? Uh, super... Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge comic book dork, so I could yeah. just go through a huge list. But let's go with uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, I think he's, he's pretty awesome because he's a total dork. Yeah? What's Scott Pilgrim's uh, power? Um, he's the greatest fighter in the province. Yeah, right. Canadian like me. Yeah. Yeah. But he sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course he is. He's Canadian. <laughs> So in this game, we're going to honor that iconic film quote from the first Terminator film, I'll be back. Okay, I'm going to describe a person or word that rhymes with back. And all you have to say is I'll be blank. For an example, let's go to our puzzle guru, Archung. Hey, Ophira. So if we said you'll be a national consumer rail system that spans 21,000 miles across the United States, you'd respond, I'll be Amtrak. And to earn the point, you will actually have to give us your best Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. So don't hold Bach. <laughs> don't have a panic attack. <laughs> None of these jokes are working, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> the winner of this round will move on to the Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Let's do it. You'll be a long-haired ox-like mammal with a lung capacity approximately three times that of cattle. Caitlin. I'll be ox. (laughs) Jason, are you trying to steal? What do you got? I'll be yak. I'll be yak. (laughs) Is what we were looking for. You went for a different bovine, but I'll be yak is the right answer. And I know you were like, I know three times the lung capacity. That was the bit of trivia, right? That you knew? Right, that's right. All you do is you take all the ox-like mammals in yeah. your head, you sort them by lung capacity. Right. <laughs> I mean, how do you sort yours? I always do that's that. That's how yeah. you do it. Yeah. You'll be a leader of the beat movement and write the book On the Road. Jason. I'll be Jack Kerouac. That's right. You will. You will. You'll be in continuous publication from 1818, providing a compendium of knowledge on weather, home remedies, and gardening. Jason. I'll be the poor man's almanac. Uh, I don't know which almanac. Just almanac? (laughs) (laughs) We're looking for something specific. I think Caitlin has an idea. 
I'll be the farmer's almanac. Ah, there it. you go. <laughs> poor man's almanac was Ben Franklin, I think. <laughs> the poor man's almanac? Yeah. Well, you, I got that I, wrong. You need to uh, rate your almanacs by lung capacity. Yeah. And You're a clear liquid that's going to dry into a hard coating before forming a protective surface. <laughs> Seriously, you are. You will be. You will be that thing. You're hardening right now, it seems like. <laughs> Already seems pretty hard up here. Any hints over there? No, uh, you put it on wood? <laughs> I'll, I'll be Sherlock. Yeah, that's right. Nice job, Caitlin. Thank you. You're going to be the class clown on the 70s television show Welcome Back, Cotter. Let me just wait for silence for a while. Yeah? yeah? No? No. Nope. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It was like it was 100 years before you guys were born, is that right? <laughs> oh, Mr. Kata. Yeah, that's my clue. Do it again. Or do it again. Wait, how was it like? Ooh, ooh, Mr. Kata. Mr. Kata. <laughs> you don't get that? No? No. Keep doing it. Keep doing it, all right? Yeah, yeah. What else you Keep got? Keep doing it. My dignity can only go so far. <laughs> Didn't he have a, a particular kind of laugh? Is <laughs> that one? <laughs> Anything? Anything? Sorry. No, nothing. Sorry. All right. No, no, no we're sorry. We're the ones who are sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's do a little ageism. Anyone out there? Horshack. I'll be Horshack. Yeah, that is something. Mm. Yeah. Watch your nick at night closer. <laughs> All right. This is your last clue. Great. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be the flag of the United Kingdom. Jason. I'll be Union Jack. That's right. All right, how did our contestants do? Uh, we're going to have to say hasta la vista to Caitlin because Jason is our winner. Well done, both of you. And Jason, we will see you for our Ask Me One More final round coming at the end of the show. This game is called Something Special in the Air, and we have two big travelers here. Let's welcome Jonathan Hightowitz and Amit Cabrawala. So, Jonathan, I'm told New York is just a stop for you right now in between uh, Denmark and Baltimore? Th that's correct. So what, what happened? Uh, well, my, my wife is a bit smarter than I am, and uh, she earned a Fulbright grant to study uh, renewable Ooh. energy in Copenhagen. Whoa! What went wrong that you're going to Baltimore? Uh, it was just limited time, and she's finishing her Ph.D. at Johns Hopkins. Oh, uh, well. And you're on the quiz show. Yeah. Yeah. It's pop culture, so... I love it. No, that's perfect. Uh, Amit, I'm told that you have two travel tips, which I love. In every place you go, you get a haircut, and by right now, I would say your haircut is uh, short and tight. That's fair. Okay, where did you, where did you get it? <laughs> I actually got it at a subway station uh, in Brooklyn Heights today. Was it actually a haircutting establishment? Oh, or... yes, yes. Oh, yes. A fine establishment. <laughs> or just some guy with scissors threatening people. I've had that kind of haircut before. Okay. What do you hate as two seasoned travelers about airports or flying? Uh, namely, other people. Jonathan says other people. I'm with you. Yeah, you're more of a private plane kind of guy. If I could pull that off, sure. Yeah, well, I think your wife's on the right path. 
Amit? I hate being reminded that there could be a water landing. <laughs> you think they should just strike that from the thing? It's However like... unlikely it is, yeah, they right. should just strike that. A water landing. That's optimistic. Right. <laughs> Do you ever look at the people in the exit row and go, uh, nope, we're going to die? I'm that guy. You're that guy? That's, that's the poor man's first class. <laughs> all right, so in this game, all of the answers will contain the name of an airline, but it actually has nothing to do with aviation. So that's the explanation of the game. Good luck. No. <laughs> Let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung, for an example. So if we said this genre of African-American music originated in Mississippi... The answer would be the Delta Blues, with the airline being Delta. Aha, yes. And here's a hint. The airlines are either current uh, or retired. They are either domestic or international. (laughs) Sky's the limits. That's the way we play it. And the winner of this game will move to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. In the U.S., your hotel might help greet you in the morning by serving you a pastry, coffee, and juice, a combination known as what? Jonathan. A continental breakfast? Exactly. Yes, it is. Wikipedia takes half of its name from wiki, a word meaning quick in what language? Jonathan. Hawaiian. Yes. You said that with such confidence. I went to the University of Hawaii. Oh! Wait a minute. Uh, Did it take you a while to get your degree, or were you wiki about it? I I was, in fact, wiki about it, unlike the rest of the class. Yeah, most people take, like, nine years to get a bachelor's there. I can't surf. It's, uh... (laughs) What are the 11th, 12th, and 13th letters of the English alphabet, respectively? Amit. KLM. This masterpiece is actually of the painter Grant Wood's sister and dentist. American Airlines? <laughs> oh, American Gothic. Yeah, Sorry. exactly, Amit. American Gothic, American Airlines. Famous masterpiece, American Airlines. Yes, American Airlines allows pitchforks now. It's the state where you'll find Denali National Park. Amit. Alaska? Yes, that is correct. (laughs) In the theater, it's an adhesive used to attach fake hair and mustaches to the skin. I feel like Amit wants to ring in, but he's not going to do it. Oh, Jonathan. Tam? It's an international airline. Yeah, just start start saying stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I see. United Mustache Glue. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe that's it. Southwest tape? No. No? All right, anyone out there? Spirit gum. All right, this is your last question. What Alfred Hitchcock classic was rumored to have had the working title of The Man on Lincoln's Nose? Amit. North by Northwest. Correct. Puzzle guru Archung, how did our contestants do? Uh, Looks like Amit's getting an upgrade because he is our winner. Well done, both of you. Amit, you'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. (laughs) 
Coming up, we'll reverse the irreversible and we'll bring our favorite rock bands to Broadway. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Summer is, of course, a great time to check out some new NPR podcasts. On iTunes, you can find great interviews, highlights from this week's news, storytelling, and, of course, entertainment. So browse them all or catch up on your favorite NPR shows on iTunes under podcasts. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. But let's meet our next two contestants, Tina McIntyre and Nick Gorski. Now, this happens occasionally that people wear lucky clothing uh, when they come on the show. I'm not saying that you are wearing yours, but if you are not, uh, do you have a lucky piece of clothing? I'm wearing you know, it. You're, this is your yeah, lucky, dress? My lucky dress? She's wearing a beautiful yeah, blue dress. Actually, the whole outfit. Yep. Uh, shoes and um, undergarments? Yeah. Everything. Okay. <laughs> what makes it lucky? Um, the buttons. <laughs> They're magic buttons? They're magic. They button easily and un. Button easily. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, lucky clothing? Uh, I actually have two, one of which is the pair of socks that I'm wearing today. And then I'm also wearing a belt that I, used to be my grandfather's that is a lucky belt. Oh, no way. So. That's very cool. <laughs> Jonathan Colton, do, do, why are you laughing? Very warm hearted applause from the audience about your grandfather's belt. That's lovely. <laughs> well, you know, because. Items of, that are passed down. You no, know? I get it. I, I mean, I believe you make your own luck, so... Okay, well, this game is called Nice Outfit. Uh, Jonathan, are you wearing your lucky clothing? I'm actually not wearing any clothing. <laughs> In this game, I'm going to play songs whose titles contain an article of clothing or a fashion accessory, but I'm going to replace the article with a different and perhaps less glamorous one. All you have to do is ring in and identify the original item from the song's title. Don't be afraid. You keep saying you've got something for me. Something you call love but confess. You've been a messing where you shouldn't have been a messing. Now someone else is getting all your best. These crocs are made for walking. That's just what they'll do One of these days These cracks are gonna walk all over you Tina These boots are made for walking That's right, boots <laughs> Crocs <laughs> It's a fine shoe It's a fine shoe No, they're For the people who don't want to wear shoes They're great <laughs> Crocs are made for mocking She wore a raspberry foulard Kind you find in a second-hand store Raspberry foulard If it was warm, she wouldn't wear much more 
raspberry foolard. I think I love her. Nick. Raspberry beret. Beret. That's right. Do you know what a foulard is, Nick? It's a hat. It's not a hat. People got excited in our. People got excited uh, yeah. about foulard. Yeah, it's a, it's like a scarf. It's like a scarfy, silky scarf thing. It's a neck. It's neckwear for fancy people. <laughs> Look at Molly now, here she come Wearing a wig, hat and shades to match Got her high heel sneakers and her alligator hat Wearing her pearls and her diamond ring She got bracelets on her fingers now and everything Devil with the mom jeans, mom jeans, mom jeans Devil with the mom jeans on Nick, uh, devil with the blue jeans on No, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Tina, do you know what it is? I feel like I should know what it is. Yeah. You definitely (laughs) should know what it is. Couple reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Devil with the blue dress? Blue dress on? (laughs) Listening audience, Tina is wearing a blue dress. (laughs) Please note that. Here we go. We don't mind all the watching Cause if they study close, real close They might learn something She ain't nothing but a little doozy When she does it She's so fine Tonight And as long as I got my overalls I'ma leave it all on the floor tonight And you got fixed up to the nines Let me show you a few things Nick Long as I got my suit and tie. Uh huh. That's right. Yeah. Nice with the high notes, by the way. Oh, thanks. This is a little JT. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, take off your coat. Real slow. Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes Baby, take off your dress Yes, yes, yes You can leave your wig on You can leave your wig on You can leave your wig on It's like seduction to an Orthodox Jew or drag queen. <laughs> Nick, your grandfather's belt. Uh, that's a great. That's a disgusting answer, but uh, I can't get that image out of my head now. <laughs> Tina, do you have anything else to say that can replace that image? You can leave your smile on. I'm sorry. That's a. It's a nice. That's a nice answer, and it has replaced the image in a very nice way. I love the idea of someone seducing someone and being like, keep that smile, sweetheart. Keep that smile. <laughs> it's an adorable smile, and I want you to keep smiling. Does anybody know the answer? Anybody out there? <laughs> hat. You can keep your hat on. You can leave your hat on. You can leave your hat on. You can leave your hat on. <laughs> keep it on or leave it on. I don't care. Just don't take off the hat. 
So with patches on my britches, holes in both my shoes, in my thong of many colors, I hurried off to school just to find the others laughing, making fun of me in my thong of many colors. Mama made for me. Tina. Coat? Yes, coat. <laughs> All right, you'll be relieved to hear. This is your last clip. <laughs> I wear my tidy whities at night So I can, so I can Forget my name while you collect your I wear my tidy whities at night So I can, so I can See the love that's right before my eyes Yes, Nick. Uh, sunglasses. Sunglasses is right. <laughs> How did our contestants do, Art? Well, we have a tie. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. High fives from the... High fives all around. Magic belt versus magic dress. (laughs) Here's your tiebreaker question. According to a Carl Perkins song famously covered by Elvis Presley, well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, now go, cat, go, but don't you step on my what? Nick. Blue suede shoes? That is correct. Game, but Nick, you'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round coming at the end of the show. Thank you so much, Tina. Our next contestant is on the line. Hi, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi, this is Carrie Denizio in Walpole, Massachusetts. Hello, Carrie. Welcome to Ask Me Another. I'm told that you are working with your husband through traveling to all seven continents. How many have you taken off the list? That's our goal. We're at four right now. We still need Australia, Antarctica, and South America. How are you going to do the Antarctica one? What's your plan for that? Well, I was actually just reading that there is an Antarctica marathon, so I'm hoping to convince my husband to train for that, and so he can run it, and I just get to go to Antarctica and watch. (laughs) Now, if you were to rate your command of the English language out of 10, what would you give yourself? Uh, Well, I used to teach English, so I hope I'm at a 10 or close to it. All right. That's some confidence. I like that, Carrie. (laughs) This game is called Reverse the Irreversible. Sounds like a geeky word game, doesn't it? It is indeed. Please explain, puzzle guru Archung. So, Carrie, some English idioms are called irreversible binomials because they are a pair of words that always appear in a particular order. No one says, this suspect is dangerous and armed, because that would be ridiculous. (laughs) So we are going to reverse the irreversible. We're going to give you the second item in a pair, and you complete the pair by giving us the first item. You ready to roll and rock? I'm ready. All right. The bees and? The birds. Right? Feels good. Absolutely. Caboodle and? Kit. Yes. Brimstone and? Fire. Yes. How often do you use that? Um, I don't use the phrase a lot, but I like to think I brought a little of that to my classroom when needed. 
Nice. Fire and brimstone. That's a very serious class. (laughs) My teaching teammates and I like to joke that the first half of the year was Old Testament style, and then we gradually progressed to New Testament, got a little more uh, loving as the year got on, went on. (laughs) This one's harder. Parcel and... Part? Yes. This is your last question. Kicking and... Oh my gosh, I'm not sure. I know, it's a hard one. It's positive, though. That's my hint to you. It's positive. positive. Alive and kicking? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Carrie, for the uh, geeky word game, you gave yourself, you know, 10 out of 10 in the English language, and that was perfect because you got them all correct. So congratulations. (laughs) And we are going to send you your very own... Limited edition, Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt. Are you tired and sick of not being able to appear on Ask Me Another because you don't live in New York? We hear you clear and loud. So lo and behold, we have a solution. Why not be a phone contestant? Just send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org and we'll get back to you later than sooner. game is called The Sound Garden of Music. Please welcome our contestants, Royale McCormick and Joel Schwartzberg. <laughs> Royale, you are joining us from afar. From Puerto Rico. All the way Indeed. from Puerto Rico. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, are you named after anything specific? My grandfather's name was Roy, and my mother was a professional ballerina, and a Royale is a ballet step. Oh, Nice. Yeah. Uh, Joel, you are the Senior Director of Communications for the ASPCA Helping Animals. Thank you. You're very welcome up here. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. If your life was a Broadway musical, uh, what would you title it, Joel? I would title it How to Succeed at Business Without Even Trying. Because that reminds me of my writing. I have a very short attention span, and I write very short mini essays, and any more than that, it would be really taxing on me. So I don't try really hard, and somehow that works out. You still succeeded it. You know how to use your time effectively. Cool. All right. Royale, how about you? What would you uh, title your musical? She's fallen and she can't get up. She's fallen and she can't get up? (laughs) That's pretty much my basic story, daily daily existence. (laughs) (laughs) So you're really living up to that ballet step. Big time, big time. All right, well, with Broadway musical shows like Moving Out and Mamma Mia, it seems like the ingredient to make a successful musical is to use the songbook of a famous pop star. So we've decided to take it one step further and turn existing musicals into jukebox musicals. Uh, how about example art? So here's a new musical. A school teacher named Anna travels to Siam to teach the children of a blues legend, and although he's stern at first, the two fall in love. In the end, however, they call it quits, finding that the thrill is gone. That's the plot to The B.B. King and I. Wow. (laughs) It's okay. I know it sounds like it's a a mashup game. Every answer will be a musical artist or band combined with the title of a musical. So it's a portmanteau tapping game. Royale, you get a point for laughing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. 
Shakespeare gets a contemporary adaptation in this musical about a college dropout turned rap star who meets a Spanish-speaking girl named Maria. Their tragic love story is a beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Joel? Kanye West Side Story. Yes, that is what we're looking for. This musical begins when two folk singers' ad for a third bandmate is answered by a nanny who flies in on an umbrella. After learning valuable lessons about taking medicine and some adventures in chimney sweeping, she leaves them on a jet plane. Joel. Peter, Paul, and Mary Poppins. That's right. Yeah. Things get meta in this musical about putting on a production of Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. A California girl fulfills a teenage dream by starring in the title role, while at the same time finding love with her female co-star. And she likes it. Joel. Kiss me, Kate Perry. Yes. Kiss me, Katy Perry. That's Either. right. There's no business like show business in this musical about a female sharpshooter, but the show tunes turn to metal when she leaves her job at Colonel Buffalo Bills and is welcomed to the jungle by American hard rock band that seems to always need new members. Royale. Guns and everything is coming up roses. <laughs> That's really good. I really like that. We'll go to Joel. Joel, oh, I think you had the you. answer. Annie, get your guns and roses. Yes. These are, uh, these are hard. And this is your last clue. In this jukebox musical, doo-wop artist Frankie Valli leaves the Four Seasons to join a 90s R&B vocal group. Unfortunately, things come to the end of the road when they tell him there's just no room for a new member. Royale is pumping her fist in the air. She wants it badly. Joel. Jersey Boys to Men. Jersey Boys to Men is correct. Thank you to both of you. Joel, you'll be moving on to our asking one more final round coming at the end of the show. Coming up, we'll find out how our VIP director, Doug Lyman, went from movies about Vegas, baby, Vegas, to blowing up aliens. So stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's hour of trivia, puzzles, and word games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me is our VIP. Please welcome Doug Lyman, everybody. Thank you. Doug, have you uh, ever been on a game show before? Um, I once tried to get on The Price is Right. You did? Yeah, right before I made Swingers. Were you trying to win money? I mean, I was out of work. I mean, that was the right. connection to swingers. Yeah, that right. You're out uh, of work. And that's sort of what you do when you're in L.A. and you're out of work is, you know. Try to get on prices right. Game shows. Yeah. And did, you did not get on. No, but you get the experience of, Doug Lyman, you're the next contestant on The Price is Right. And they go, woo, and you go running down and high five everybody to the stage. Well, you practice that outside while you're waiting in line. And, but you do actually jump up in the air and act really excited and high-five everybody, oh. and to show that, like, you'd be a great contestant, because you can get so into it. 
That's amazing. Um, and I did that with my editor who edited uh, Swingers and he edited Go and he was the second editor on Edge of Tomorrow. And it was one of our bonding experiences was doing uh, Price is Right <laughs> together. Or not doing it because neither of us got on. <laughs> That's right, almost. Well, you know, and a lot of people obviously know you from your action movies, like Born Identity, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. But Swingers, which was your first film, and yeah. Go starring... Yeah. Yep. Sarah Polly, fellow Canadian, who I love. Yeah. And also you've done some cable television shows that I absolutely uh, love, Suits. and uh, These are a lot of different things. Now, is it your philosophy to never do things twice, or you, you don't want to be uh, pigeonholed? Like, what, how do you pick your projects? Um, it really is to try to never do something twice. And I don't know why. Um, you know, Born Identity, I really had, like, legendary fights with the studio because it was my first studio film, and it was a, it was a pretty big one to, to, as your, yeah. to do little low-budget movies and then suddenly do Born Identity. And the, the head of the studio used to scream at me and say, this isn't your film school. Oh, wow. And I sort of figured out, no, it actually is my film school. Like, I'm, I don't know how to make this film. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> I made Swingers. Do you honestly think I know how to make Born Identity? Like, <laughs> seriously... It is a film school, and I sort of, after that, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to sort of enjoy the fact that, like, other people are paying me to go to school and learn how to make these movies. So, obviously, I didn't know how to make Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I figured it out while we were making it, and... Yeah, well, now that, so people know you, now that you have a proven track record, when you are given a project, is there an expectation that you are going to do something new and different with it? Yeah, no, there's definitely, even on, on Edge, there was a... a a lot of, you know, because it is a Tom Cruise movie. There's a, you know, he sort of like, you know, biggest movie star in the world and thinks about the sort of international perspective and, and you know, and it was, it was this really interesting collaboration, especially because, you know, he's thinking about how scenes will play out, you know, subtitled in Japanese. And I'm literally worried about, like, facing an audience like this and, and being proud of, of the film, which I am. And... Uh, and Tom Cruise plays a different action hero uh, than expected. This is, I mean, I've never seen him play. He's cowardly. Yeah, it's not just me changing myself. I like to sort of change the people who are in the film. So obviously Matt Damon had never done anything like Born Identity right. um, when, I, when we did Born. And Tom Cruise always plays a hero. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be fun to see him be a coward? Wouldn't it be fun to, you know, have him be such a bad soldier that he gets himself killed within the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> it's amazing. Because you never... It's so against the brand of Tom Cruise. How did he feel about it? Did he have to be convinced? No, he loved that. He was so courageous. It's, it's not just about, like, hanging off the sides of buildings. It's the willingness to sort of try, you know, challenge the brand, you know, that he's had a whole career on and turn it on its head. And, and he did it without, you know, not just no resistance... Like, the only one that was more excited about killing Tom Cruise than me was Tom Cruise. <laughs> right, and he doesn't die once, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> he dies a few times. And I'm, I'm told that you guys even did a little bit of, like, gorilla shoot pickups. And you went off to a... Uh... Yeah, I'm not supposed to entirely talk about that because oh, it okay. wasn't entirely legal. I mean, it wasn't... <laughs> uh, you we know, there are a lot it. of rules governing how films are made, and, you know, but... I, I did start out making independent films, and I, it's still my favorite thing to sort of grab the camera and just sort of break all the rules and just shoot stuff. Normally how films are organized, you know, they're not, I'm sure you all know, especially in this audience, they're very sophisticated and NPR sophisticated, that movies aren't shot in the order that they end up on the screen. They're shot sort of 
either in terms of actors' availabilities or like in terms of budget and the more complicated things first, and then you can get rid of crew or vice versa. In Swingers, we organized the shoot. The things most likely to get us arrested were put at the end. <laughs> the very riskiest stuff were like the very last day, and then you know, and it worked its way backwards from that, so that. Um, because it was likely we'd get arrested, and I sort of I like sort of combining rule breaking with filmmaking. You sort of inspired me, I, frankly. People are pumping their fists in the air. You've started a revolution. <laughs> now I'm going to foreshadow a little bit about uh, what we're about to put you through. Um, I'm really nervous because there were some really hard oh, yeah, questions. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I know. I'm just glad to see the guitar's not up here. <laughs> so it's all going to be okay. Uh, you've worked with Matt Damon, obviously, Brad Pitt, Tom yeah. Cruise, uh, three of the you know top male actors. Which one's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Um, I have to actually say Tom Cruise. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in all honesty, he shows up like it's his first movie with that level of excitement. Uh, there's not this sense, and it's not just movie stars, but in general actors, there's a sense of like everything gets ready on the set, and it's like, here comes the king. You know, you summon <laughs> yeah. the actor to the set, and everybody gets quiet, and, it, it's, and it's not like that. You know, on, on Edge, you know, right on the first morning, we finally were ready to go, and I'm like screaming, okay, you know, let's call for Tom, and like, Tom's like, I'm right here. <laughs> he was like standing, he's like, I've been waiting, I'm ready, let's go. And, you know, we're in this culture where sort of... There's so many celebrities who are famous for being famous. Sure. That in a way, you sort of... He's so famous, you forget there's... He's actually one of the few that's famous because he actually is, is talented. He did stuff. He yeah. actually did some amazing movies. All right, well, we hope you know all of their movies for this uh. next quiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, your quiz is titled Cruz, Damon, or Pitt. All right. And we are going to read you lines from famous films featuring either Tom Cruise, Matt Damon, or Brad Pitt. And all you have to do is tell us which of the actors said those lines. Okay. Right? Uh, and just to be clear, not all of them are from your films. <laughs> our house musician, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung, are going to help me out with this game. Uh, you can also, if you feel like, give the movie, but that is an entire bonus point. You don't okay. have to. So here's your first one. I will not rest until I have you holding a Coke, wearing your own shoe, playing a Sega game featuring you while singing your own song in a new commercial, starring you, broadcast during the Super Bowl in a game that you are winning, and I will not sleep until that happens. I'm going to go Matt Damon. No? Do you have another guess? <laughs> I would, uh, uh, Tom Cruise? Yeah! That's from Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, yeah, no. I've seen Jerry Maguire. You could have done, like, show me the money or something. Well, you know. I, I love black people. I mean, there were some lines that I would have known as Tom Cruise. We're trying to vary it up a little bit. I can tell you the license plate numbers of all six cars outside. Matt Damon. <laughs> Doug, this was my big moment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's right. Matt Damon, and clearly you know the movie. Yeah. Because you did it. Yeah. <laughs> the Born Identity. 
You probably heard we ain't in the prisoner-taking business. We in the killing Nazi business. And cousin, Brad business Pitt. is a boomin'. Brad Pitt is correct. And glorious bastards, yeah. And glorious bastards. That accent wasn't helping that much. No, no, I was... Are you trying to throw me really off It's a really bad accent, I'm sorry. Okay, from now on you have to figure out who I'm playing. Do you like apples? Yeah. Well, I got her number. How do you like them apples? Um, it's got to be Vince Vaughn. That's not it. That's not it. No? <laughs> it's, oh, well, he wasn't in the list. No, he wasn't in the list. <laughs> okay. I saw a woman pick up. I'm thinking Vince. Yeah, I know. That's, that's very yeah. funny that you're like, who, what, who do I know that picks up women in movies? <laughs> Vince Vaughn. I think Ophira needs a more of a Boston accent. Damon? Yeah. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting. Yes, yeah. there you go. Here's your last question, and the AMA players will take part in this one. Wait, what does that mean? It means all no, of us. us. The same yeah. thing. Same thing. <laughs> I'm competing against them? No, no. We just have lines that we oh, are okay, performing okay. for your pleasure. Okay. <laughs> Ma'am, the data on your MIG is inaccurate. How's that, Lieutenant? Well, I just happened to see a MiG-28 do a... Oh, we. Tom, we. Tom Cruise. Oh, sorry, Goose. <laughs> Am I cutting off? <laughs> Top Gun, Tom Cruise? Yes, yes and yes. <laughs> Puzzle guru, Archung, how did our VIP, Doug Lyman, do in our quiz? Doug knows his cruise, Damon and Pitt. He is our winner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back the winners from all of our games. From He's Bach, Jason Murren. From Something in the Air, Amit Kabrawala. From Nice Outfit, Nick Gorski. And from Soundgarden of Music, Joel Schwartzberg. They're all going to play our Ask Me One More final round, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung, will take us out. Thanks, Ophira. This final round is called The Body Eclectic. Every answer in this round is going to be a word, phrase, or proper noun that has the name of a body part in it. For instance, a quick response that is reflexive and unthinking would be a knee-jerk reaction. We're playing the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You'll only have a few seconds to give me that answer. The last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. Jason, you're up. It's the legendary giant hairy creature, also known as Sasquatch. Bigfoot? That's correct. Amit, it's a red legume frequently used in chili con carne and named after the organ it resembles. Kidney bean. You got it. Nick, when ordering books or clothes online, you might have to pay for shipping and what other cost? Handling. That's right, handling. Joel, it's what a married couple might share at the bank so that they can each deposit and withdraw funds. Joint checking account? Joint account. That's what we're looking for. Great. Back to Jason. A two-word phrase meaning sufficient space to move around in. Legroom? Ooh, that's not what we're looking for, but I'll accept that. It was elbow room. That's right. (laughs) We'll give that to you, even though legroom is technically one word. Amit. A catchy song or melody that gets stuck in your head. Three seconds. Sorry, no answer. Shakes his head. Nick, 
Do you know the answer to that question? A catchy song or melody to get stuck in your head? Earworm? That's correct. I'm sorry, I'm me. Joel, this animated rooster with a southern accent appears in many Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies cartoons. Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> That's right, you pulled it out. Jason, a high-powered tool for driving small metal spikes into wood used in place of a hammer. Shaking your head. New answer? All right, Sorry. let's see if Nick knows. Is it nail gun? It is a nail gun. Thank you, Jason. We are down to two players, Joel and Nick. Joel, it's a glamorous desert resort city located in Southern California's Coachella Valley. Palm Springs? Yep, that's right. Pulled it out. Nick, it's the process of uttering noises that sound like speech during a religious experience. Speaking in tongues? That's right. Joel, a four-word phrase that commonly ends the expression, beauty is in the... Eye of the beholder. You got it. Nick, these skin blemishes are common in people over 50, but have nothing to do with the organ it's named after. Liver spots? That's right. Let's hear for liver spots. Joel, the prolific musician and producer behind soundtrack albums such as Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Crazy Heart, and Inside Llewellyn Davis. Uh, T-Bone Pickens? T-Bone... I'll give you one more shot. T-Bone Pickett? Pickett? T-Bone... No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if Nick knows. Nick, if you know the answer, you're our winner. Uh, is it T-Bone Burnett? That's right. goes wild for our winner, Nick. Nick, you're our Ask Me Another Big Winner, and for your prize, Doug Lyman is giving you a swag bag from Edge of Tomorrow's press tour, which we filled with stuff we found backstage, like a bag of cough drops and uh, some magic markers and a picture of Alyssa Milano. I have no idea why that was there, but congratulations. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to be a contestant, just find us on Facebook or Twitter. Look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Coulton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing by Greg Lightman, Jess Miller, Mary Tobler, J. Keith Van Stratton, and senior puzzle writer Dan Schofield. Ask Me Others produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogeson, John Asante, Eleanor Kagan, and our intern, Kathy Zhao, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whitmore, Noriko Akabe, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, the Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her right begonias. Sira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR.
Next time on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, we'll revisit some of our more crafty and sneaky games in our really hard edition. The Great Gatsby Beetle Bailey? Yes! Yes! I don't get it. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's guiltiest and most puzzling pleasure. Ask me another. You're at the end of the podcast. Congratulations. Just a reminder that summer is a great time to check out some new NPR podcasts. On iTunes, you can find great interviews, highlights from this week's news, storytelling, and, of course, entertainment. So browse them all or catch up on your favorite NPR shows on iTunes under podcasts.